episode of Overdrinkers. I'm your host, Mike Burge, of course. Again, here, if it says Overdrinkers on the name, I'm the host. I'm the only one that hosts this. Nobody else gets to do it. It's my podcast. And uh, today on Overdrinkers, we have a very special episode. We've been trying to get this one together for a couple months. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Jason Reitman movie Tully that came out earlier this year, 2018, starring uh, teen heartthrob uh, Charlize Theron and um, also teen heart, old ex-teen heartthrob Ron Livingston. Uh, but before we get into any of that, uh, we're going to introduce, I have a murderer's row of guests today. <laughs> Uh, for any of you that don't know, Tully is a movie that um, purports that it is about motherhood. Uh, but so to before we get into any of that, uh, I decided to uh, ask some of my very closest mothers, not my mothers, not my mother, but the closest moms that I know. Uh, to come on and talk uh, with us. So if uh, we'll go around the table real quick and you guys can introduce yourself. Uh, first up is... Hi, I'm Helen. I'm a mom of three kids. Uh, I live in Beacon right here with Mike. What else do you want to know about me? Anything. Josh it. Josh it? Josh it. Like Josh, you kind of talk, you just jab it. Oh. I don't know words. Like I, I say wrong <laughs> words for things that people think that they mean things, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I'm a real estate agent. That's something that Boom. I do, yeah. right? Uh I got nothing else. Nothing else? No, no, that's fine. Helen Nelson. Yep. Correct. Cool. And then we also have with us... Elise. <laughs> Do you guys want to go by your first names? It's fine. It's I don't this mean is, to out you with your last name. This is an anonymous name. podcast. Yeah, like, we don't... Okay, fine. That's good. So, um, Elise, what do, you, what do you do? I'm Elise. Uh, I have two kids. Uh, one is two and a half, and the other is almost one, and... I am also a mental health counselor, and I work with moms. Pretty adept to specific to what we're doing here. I didn't even yeah. think about that, actually, perfect. when I first asked all three of you to do it. And then Diana brought it up to me that, like, oh, Elise would be perfect for that. And I was like, oh, that's right. Yes. So it actually is really perfect. And we'll, I'm sure you want to dive into that. Yeah, I have, I have some thoughts. Okay, great. And uh, <laughs> but lastly, of course, we also have with us today. Allison. And Allison, I, what do you do? I'm a seamstress. And I have three kids. They are 14, 11, and 9. 14, 11, 9. Does that mean, like, you have... Wait, Helen, you have the oldest. No. No, Allison does. I have, Allison. I have the largest, not the oldest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Probably by, like, a foot. She's yeah. Probably a foot tall. And Lucas is the oldest? Lucas is the oldest. And then Mia is... She's in seventh grade. So yeah. she's only 13. 12. She's 12. Oh, okay. She's, I, like I said, she's a big girl. Yeah, she's I was going to say, Mia definitely looks a lot older than Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Lucas, has like that. Yeah. Lucas, Lucas has a job. Yeah. Lucas has a job now? Yes. He has a job Whoa. now. Whoa. Serious. And I, like, I've known you guys for a varying amount of time. Mm-hmm. I think, Allison, I've probably known you the most out of everybody here. Probably. When I used to work at the coffee shop, so I probably yeah. met you back in like 2008, 9? Yes, because I was probably pregnant with Jesse, who's now You're second, yeah. And then, uh, third. And then, um, Helen, I met you... I think the first year we moved here. Probably like in 2010, 11? We moved here 2011, and mm-hmm. I, I think basically that first year when we first moved here. Um, you, I remember you came to our house for a dinner party. Yeah, so. and, and you are married to Colin, who does all of the music. 
for yes, that's our right. podcast under the pseudonym yeah. Von Holt. Oh, there you go. He's uh, amazing awesome. and very nice and fixes our computers whenever we need them to be fixed. He's a he's a double threat, triple <laughs> threat, maybe. And at least we met um, probably the most recent of everybody, but like still like maybe about like six years ago now at this point, probably around the same time that I met Helen and Colin, because you guys got here just a little yeah. bit after them, right? Yeah, we're a year behind. About a year behind? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and before we move on to and start really talking about what everybody's here for, on Overdrinkers, we always are drinking a themed beverage. And so uh, tonight, none of us really coordinated what everybody was bringing. So we have like 10 bottles of wine. Which is perfect. Which is fine. Exactly. So uh, we're <laughs> drinking reds. We're drinking whites. Tempranillo, Chardonnays, Rosés. So cheers to you guys. We'll get a nice... Uh, yeah. <laughs> And there you go. All the professional stuff's out of the way. Good. All right. Perfect. Talking about Dat Tully. Okay. Um, I want to just like throw it at you guys. Uh, I think that this is everybody's first podcast they've ever been on, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So there are no rules on this podcast. Okay. Okay. So you can, can swear. Okay. You can you can refer to sex as fuck, which at least mm-hmm. we were talking Prefers. about. I know you. That's you, you, that was prefer. off mic. That was off mic, but you did it. <laughs> Swear, spoilers right out the bat. We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff, especially with Tully. There is one specific thing in Tully that is kind of like a game changer or a deal breaker uh, or whatever you want to call it. We're pretty much going to be talking about everything up front. So spoilers for Tully. If you don't want to ruin, stop listening now. Go watch it. Come back. I would say... I would say, like, I would recommend the movie to just watch. It's like an, it's less than an hour and a half. If you're interested, if the trailer looks interesting. I did not fall asleep, so it was definitely about an hour and a half. It's not a long movie. If the movie was any longer. Can I now say that I hate it? Is it too early? You you can just go. Yeah, you go. I hate it. Okay. I hate it. You hate it. Why'd you hate it? Because the, the reveal, the twist, the whole plot, I don't know, spoiler thing Mm -hmm. made me feel like. It, it was so stupid and it was like like I was going to fall for that it was right. a dumb ploy did and it you, made the rest of the movie make no fucking sense mm-hmm. did you so at the end of Tully it is revealed that like Tully is about a mother who has her third child who is uh, kind of uh, going through some physical and mental issues and she hires a night nanny or so we think named Tully played by Mackenzie Davis who is like one of like the best actresses out there right now I think yes I did enjoy her she's really really good she's in like Black Mirror Mm -hmm. San Junipero which she's amazing Halt and Catch Fire which I have not watched that's what she's from oh my god it took me a little while gotcha I was like who is this beautiful I dislike her as an actress because I hated her you didn't like and and so the the night nanny helps Charlize Theron's character get her life together like i'm i'm isolating it and it's revealed that tully is actually a uh figment of her imagination or a schizophrenic mental break of her earlier younger self that has been uh in a way marlo charlie theron's character's way of coping with what's going on right um a lot to unpack there of course but that's essentially what you were talking about allison like that's what the the twist is. And so stupid. you didn't like that because... We'll start with you because I think maybe everybody can kind of talk about that and that will open up some stuff. Agrees. I don't know. I, um, it felt like the the writer of the movie, who what's her name? Diablo Cody. Yes. 
had this idea, but it wasn't like totally fleshed out and it didn't really make sense. It was like, and you've seen it so many times before, like Fight Club and Sixth Sense, like those reveals at the end where the person you thought was a character is not really, or is something totally different. And I felt like it's been done before. Mm -hmm. And then in this context, it wasn't, it didn't make sense. Like it didn't. It just got dropped. Yeah. It didn't help the story and it made the whole movie up to that point make no sense because then you're like well is she schizophrenic is she is this about postpartum depression when tully walks in and she's all like she's mad that time that she comes in and she's like all mad about her roommate and they're like they're not getting along or they have a symbiotic relationship or whatever she says and then you're like is that what was that supposed to be and there's like because there's the meeting earlier Marlo has the she bumps into her old roommate you're like there are these little things but it doesn't make like it doesn't make make any sense at all and that's kind of you mentioned Diablo Cody's whole idea of like she had this really good idea that had this point and maybe it just wasn't thought all the way through I think that's kind of her MO Uh, I have not seen Juno it's one of my golden eggs I just, it has escaped me. It just has escaped me. I just haven't sat down and watched it. I love that movie. It's everything that I want to I should watch it next time. I really want to. I've seen Young Adult, her other Diablo Cody, Jason Reitman movie, which is fine. Uh, I know people that like it a lot more than me. Um, But Tully was really like, you know, I was watching this movie with Diana and like halfway through, I was, she said, Diana, there's something very strange happens in the movie, which I think you guys know what it is. And it's like, why would everybody involved in that situation be okay with all of that? And then I kind of like looked at Diana. I was like, well, I mean, you know, I hope they don't do it. But like, have you know, have you seen anybody else talk to Tully? And she's like, they're not going to do that, are they? I was like, I think they are. Oh, so you called it before. Then when it happens, you're like. I get made fun of for this stuff. uh, It almost makes you feel like taken. Like, like you think I'm done. I would be taken. That's why it made me so mad. Like you thought that that was clever and that was gonna right that was gonna make like, up it was, for all the it was clever 20 else. years ago when they did it in Fight Club which like guys Fight Club came out 20 years ago really no 1999 mm. so old I feel like I was now. old when that came out I was 13 when it came out so I wasn't that so it's 20 <sighs> it was 18 mm-hmm. no uh, Helen what, let's, so uh, what did, did you think about I the twist and everything I didn't hate it actually like no I didn't hate it because I just saw it more not as like like it was actually happening before as like a metaphor of what it is to like to be a mom and to completely lose yourself completely and now you're a mother and you're no longer that person that you mm-hmm. were before. And I think that's really what the movie was trying to say is like, you know, you were this person who had a life, you were cool, and now you're a mom and that's it. And this is the only thing that you are. Oh, see, yeah. like I didn't see it. I guess maybe that's why because it wasn't followed through so well it could have been either i saw it as like you were trying to make a statement about like a schizophrenic break or a bipolar or whatever right. it was i didn't even think, think of it being a, her former self right and that's how i saw that this was like this was a reflection of who she once was that mm-hmm. she lost when she became a mother so she goes back to like the bar she used to go to in brooklyn she tries to go back to her old loft where she used to live that makes me hate it a little less but i still yeah things that helen are bringing up are things that make me hate it a little less because i do get what they're going for and i yeah i do know but unfortunately it wasn't it was so exactly it's sort of like you i get those points too and i actually really like 
I mean, it was just enjoyable to watch, and I identified a lot with it. I mean, I have the youngest kids at the table, so I'm the closest to those, like, moments of just, like – Pumping and not sleeping and like yeah, because you're like that's like yes, exactly. Not really well. I was like that's super. I thought they did those aspects. Yeah, Yeah. I uh, as not a mom or as someone who does not have kids and really has no intention of ever having kids. Um, it's just a I change. Who knows? Right now, great dad. Right now at like nine p.m. I don't want kids. That's fine. You know, right? No, I am fine. Um. But uh, I I did really get like the 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 idea of the monotony of it, and speaking more to Helen's point too, like the loss of self identity mm-hmm. has always been a thing that's really interested me with parenting, because as I get older, my both my parents are very young, and they're only in their early fifties, so I have a very close relationship yeah. with them because we're only removed by about twenty years. Yeah, that's like one generation. Right. Yeah, and like I have friends, like close friends that I like get drunk with that are older than yeah. my parents. Like yeah. I. Huh. I, uh, I have a close relationship with them and it's it's the idea of like learning who your parents were before yeah. they got married and became a parent and that loss mm-hmm. of self-identity has always been very interesting to me. I've written a couple short stories concerning that and I, I found that part of this movie very interesting, especially the idea of I've always, I'm a little bit of a, I'm a little bit of a stinker as you guys know. I, I like to joke <laughs> around and it's, uh, I I, I'm afraid of the idea of when you're young and your wit and your sarcasm slowly starts to turn jaded and becomes like kind of cynical. Right. I'm very nervous of that. And that's very much what's going on with Marlo's character. Absolutely. Like she's Tully yeah. is very witty and sarcastic and funny and joyful and joking. And gorgeous and, and young then, and everybody right. thinks and then she's cool. They think everything that she says is funny. And then Marlo, when she looks like this and acts like this and is this, she says like these kind of suicidal dark jokes and everybody's like, ugh. What's that? Yeah. And it's like, it's the same brand of humor that Tully has. It's just put in a different context mm-hmm. mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. And I'm very interested in that, the movie's saying as well. Mm-hmm. But I do think, I do agree with Allison and Elise that it's like, and Helen too, I think you're also in agreement that it wasn't handled delicately enough yeah. with yeah. all yeah. the things that it's really talking but about. But it wasn't cohesive because I didn't think that until Helen said it. Yeah. I didn't consider it at all being this ghost of her former self that was like visiting her. I saw it as a really poorly rendered statement on some kind of yeah, postpartum. That's how, that's yeah, obviously whatever. how I viewed it because I come from a therapeutic perspective, specifically dealing with postpartum. But so up, a, and I knew that there was something about that in this movie. However, I avoided reading any reviews or like learning specifically from like having any spoilers, but I really did think it was a cool representation and that a lot of moms would be able to identify with that just process of having kids and being run down and being solely responsible for kids and no longer having room for yourself. And Mm -hmm. like my favorite was she just had no energy to make dinner and was like, here's a frozen pizza. I can't even like look at you. (laughs) I'm just going to plop down on this chair. Or like like, uh, breaking the (laughs) cell phone rule. Yeah. Just to like, cause it's a way to just like turn yeah. them off essentially. And like, you don't have to worry about them. The, the cell phone can act as the digital babysitter for half an hour. Really yeah. Quick, you know, kind just of just like that survival mode that she was in. And, uh, and that, I thought that that was really, really positive for speaking to moms and that transition, um, loss of former self or thought of like, 
who your new self is mm-hmm. and gaining of a whole different self. But either way, it's a difficult transition. And then I was so frustrated when when the bomb <laughs> dropped because I was like, okay, so this is a postpartum psychosis and this is a delusion. And that's interesting because that's real and that happens. However, what, what frustrated me the most was it just stopped. It just ended. Mm. It oh, just like... Yeah, and that's what made me together, and now everything. Yeah, so I'm in the hospital, and the doctor's saying that I'm sleep deprived and experiencing delusions. And and she's probably drunk when she went off the. Yeah, she was drunk. She was. Like I'm assuming that the people in the hospital now knew that. that. Also, I think there was a little bit of it uh, owed to that she might have left the kids. Oh, is that oh. a clock? Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Cuckoo clock. Cuckoo clock. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's, that's cute. So we can keep that. It is cute. Yeah, keep, keep uh, going. I this think that good. there was a little ode to that. I think that she left the children home alone when she went to the city. No, and but no. she didn't. She left them with her husband. Well, I don't think her husband was actually home. Because no, he was. Because he, was he made home. that joke where he was... And that was something. Was. Well, that's something the that I definitely that want to talk about as well. She was like... Because her husband was like, oh, well, she just left the kids. And the nurse was like, but weren't you home? Right. And he was like, oh, yes, I was. Because if I say no, then my children are being endangered. And that's a a different read than I got to. I did. I got it. I thought, I don't know. She could have potentially put the children at risk. I thought it was just like a testament to like motherhood. Like, I I think that. Dads think they're babysitting when they're home with their kids. I think that you're both right. It's that she did leave the kids at risk because she thinks that her husband is in any way capable of and responsible of watching after the kids at night. Right. Because right. he's so dependent. Yeah, he had no clue that she was not there. No clue because he's playing video games he's right. asleep. and right. falling asleep. Yeah. Right. And they do he's it tired multiple and he times. Works and it's fine. Yeah. But, and he, right. and fathers a, struggle too. Right. And that's okay. And that's something I definitely want to touch on like a little bit later is like the presentation of the kind of like not like a uh, like a dipshit dad or husband, but just like a very realistic kind of detached, almost in the same way that Marlo is, mm-hmm. kind of mentally, only right. from like like his coping of, was like I go upstairs and play video point. games, right. yep. and we don't talk. She stays downstairs, I stay upstairs, and we don't have sex. By no, the way. we are completely yeah. on different. Unless, like, unless she dresses as a waitress, was right. she really dressed as a waitress? Yeah, yeah. she well, might have. Yeah. She might have I mean, put that on. Well, that was like. The, those are all the weird little holes that don't make back sense. Yeah. Like, well, was that just like some weird it was all fantasy her. or did yeah, she was really put on the waitress outfit or was that just like a... The, the movie is very... No, no, <laughs> you're right. Because how could she fit in that? Right, exactly. is not really concerned with the it treatment of up. mental illness. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that comes across in like I the handling that. of the sun as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who, who is like on the Where spectrum. Where they call him quirky. Quirky, and I do Instead like her, of I identifying... Like, I do like her blow up at that, where she's yes. like, stop calling it quirky. Yes. I'm a grown woman. We're grown people. Yes. What's going on here? Yeah. And she gets... That's kind of like the mental break, where she's right. like, I'm sick of being treated differently because I look like right. this, and I am this in society. I'm a mom of three. Everybody thinks that I'm fucking up, and I'm trying my hardest. She's not getting any reward. Her own husband is just like, frozen pizza. Great. Right. Which is like something This is all I, I could muster was frozen pizza. You don't, you don't think about how it's affecting that right. person. Yeah. Same with a child, just saying, like, what's wrong with your body? Like, they don't have that empathy of, like, understanding, like, no, that is, like, a devastatingly, yeah. like, sure. rough yeah. thing like, to say to somebody. Like, beaten down. And he like, was kind of portrayed as, like, 
I wouldn't say oblivious because I feel like he understood it, but he had no uh, resources for how to help her or how to handle it. And mm-hmm. and so He's he just sort of like walked he, through he, he like everything that, yeah. was okay and like, oh, frozen pizza, like I'll make this comment, but I don't really know what to do further right. than that or how to get help. Yeah, nothing's so, malicious. Like he's not no. trying to hurt yeah, her feelings. He just lacks just... the abilities and the coping skills sure. and, and the supports and he, resources. He's taking the things that are happening to her and that are happening in his house very lackadaisically. Yes. yes. Because as like the quote unquote breadwinner, because like she doesn't have a job, she's a housewife. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because she's on maternity leave, so she was working oh, up until right. oh, her maternity leave. Uh, that's right. So, what, but uh, what was her she, job? Do you remember? They never said they what never her said. job was. They mm-hmm. don't specifically no, say. But when she went in for the meeting with the school counselor, or the, oh yeah, they do say yeah. She's it like just started yep, finally. What right. a blessing. That's right. Right. So she has all this pressure. She has a job. She's on maternity leave. Plus, she's taking care of this kid yeah. with special needs. Yeah. Plus, oh, she's pregnant. Wait. And her when husband, she says, "I'm sorry." When she says it's a blessing. Yeah. Is she talking about like, I know it's a blessing, the pregnancy or like maternity leave? So I I didn't know. The pregnancy because I read it as maternity leave and I just realized like, Uh oh, that's a classic go-to. Like, it's a blessing, but like your third child, you're like, maternity leave is the blessing right here. Like towards Um, the end kind of thing. So I have an interesting thought on that. um, That one of the things that I noticed was she she really presented if you look at it with symptoms of postpartum or mental health bef- about while she was pregnant yeah and i i viewed it as like uh she was like oh yeah it's a blessing just as like oh yeah the baby yes that's what i'm supposed to say it's a blessing right. and there were a couple right, of times when people so. would talk to her about the baby and she would kind of like not register that they were talking yes. to her about being pregnant mm-hmm. and then she would it would click and she was like oh yeah yep i'm pregnant and do you think it's more because of her current pregnancy or because of the last one which is with the um Jonah with her mm-hmm. son like that's well she's still suffering undiagnosed I think that she's I think that she's yeah. very stressed and overwhelmed but uh, a lot of time uh, this is something that a lot of people don't know that symptoms of postpartum are present often during pregnancy and are there and aren't noticed and aren't caught so after I saw what happened to her the twist <laughs> um <laughs> I that ran i I thought about that. I, I noticed that she seemed attached from the pregnancy during the film, but then after I realized she was suffering postpartum psychosis, I I thought, oh, okay, you know, and here that's something that went, like, potentially undetected or missed. Like, this was showing that she was struggling right. before she even had this baby. And nobody noticed. So no wonder she continued to struggle and it escalated after mm-hmm. she had the baby because she also had so many risk factors. She had other children. She had a husband who wasn't really helping. She had a particularly challenging child with his disability. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really interesting. And just to go back for one second, I just – what made me so mad about it was <laughs> – Yeah. I was like, why don't you like this I never, movie? Well, I the, the, this, like, really final piece of it was that – so it was exposed that she was she was having postpartum and so postpartum psychosis is is very rare compared to just regular postpartum depression or anxiety um, but it's also really dangerous so it's very risky there's a higher suicide rate and a higher infanticide rate with postpartum psychosis so just for her to like it would never happen that she just left the hospital and was like okay bye see you later and I don't know if it's that they didn't 
fill that in in the film. That's what I think. They went from the hospital to her and her husband being connected and kind of like seeming okay oh, like mentally and emotionally too. washing dishes together. And I was no, like, so that is such an inaccurate he, depiction. He came in and he was helping with the dishes because yes. he realized yes. that he'd been an asshole yeah, and, and that had been and I could see it that way and and I right. and I that's what I think she was trying to I think so right? too I, but I, I just agree, really I agree yeah. with both it's visually it gets the point across but, but I think it's not it really for me from the standpoint yeah. of like this is such an important issue and it's so hard for sure. women to talk about and it's so important to get treatment and it's so important to recognize and normalize for them to just go from I'm in Let's the hospital to everything's okay right. Like, I got it, mm-hmm. but I was also, like, saddened by that. I totally agree. That makes sense. I, yeah. It's a nuanced situation, and when you're talking about it, you can simplify it for, like, an hour and a half movie yeah. and just try and bare bones it to be able to get it out there because you're never really going to completely be able to honor it visually in, yeah. in cinema. But you also should be able to take some steps, like, you know, this movie is very short. You could have had an extra 10 minutes at the end of this movie dealing with the fallout of this twist because I think that that's why the twist doesn't really land. Yeah, because nothing happens. People, a lot of people here is like, there's no fallout of it. The, yeah. the twist happens and nothing happens because of it. Oh, and also, the movie's over five minutes later. It's revealed to us and then Ron Livingston is like, oh shit. The I... twist was all in her head though? Right. But the, and the twist is so ambiguous we still don't even know what the twist is. Is the twist right. psychosis True. or yes. her nothing, past yeah, self Nothing has gone into it. And her as the protagonist, as our POV character, we are Marlo. And when 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 she finds out that Tully isn't real, we're left going like, did she actually n- kind of know this deep down oh. all the time? Also, Tully was her maiden name. Oh, right. Ah. Which is a huge deal. Wait, right, yeah. I did not catch that. Yeah, Tully's her maiden name that comes out at the hospital. So I, I, that's when I was like... That's how the twist is revealed. They're like, yeah. what's her maiden name? And it's just Tully. Tully, and then, like, the uh, music who she like, oh. was before yes. she was so, a mother. So I think that... Oh, okay. like, did not catch yeah. that at all. So and that, the, that leads towards the psychosis, right? Where it's like she's forgetting things, like... All the things that Tully is saying, it's like, oh, I'm studying French, and Sh- Charlie Stern's like, oh, I did that for a little bit, but you know, like, oh, blah blah blah. But yeah. she actually did it for quite a bit, and she forgot, right. like, she forgets that her name, her maiden name was Tully, oh. just like the psychosis. Okay, so then when she came in and she was talking about the roommate, she doesn't get along yeah. with that. Was almost like a flashback. Yeah. Of- yes, yeah, it's her younger self. And I looked back at that and I was like, oh wait, is this where where like that? That figment of her imagination is now starting to, like, detach from her, go right. away. Like, is that what that's about? And that's where it falls at the fault of the it movie. Was so unfair. Because you not getting that is not a detriment to you as a viewer. That's the main point of the movie. That should be very obvious and apparent. And totally. it's really kind of trickled in there right. with, like, jokes and just, uh-huh. like, it's overshadowed so, by a bunch of other stuff. I have a question The twist is there for the sake of being the twist, and it really, it's so not cohesive, and it's not, yeah. It, there's no through line. It's just, like, there's this clever twist that she came up with and wrote this whole movie around it, but it doesn't really quite Do make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Mike, as, like, a movie person... I guess I get a little, like, I'm a little bit frustrated with it because it's, here it's this, like, okay, we're portraying, again, I'm sensitive to this because of my field, but, like, and I'm also a bit, like, when it first came out, I saw all of these articles and, and headlines and things about it being related to, to mental health. And so, 
films and other things in our in our culture help us to understand different topics and whatnot. So here was an opportunity to like focus on postpartum and tell that story and give a little bit of um, attention to it, hopefully in a positive way. Like, do you know if this filmmaker meant to do that or if they meant to just allude to that? Because it's like a little bit of both. It's like here we're alluding to this like past person and this, you know, this one side of the story that we've been talking about tonight, this Mm -hmm. loss of past self. And then on the other hand, it's like there's it's very it's also very clear that this is trying to portray some of the, you know, effects of becoming a mother and postpartum and, and all of that and, like, giving attention to that, which is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. However, it didn't go that well. No, yeah. I, I think so, like, she what was would, like, what do you for, think? Yeah. Yeah. She yes. had a baby yeah. Like, I'm wondering. She's, no, yeah. she's, a, she's a mother of three. Oh, she's oh, three now. Yeah. Like, this is very, like, uh, you know, it's uh, Diablo Cody when she was very young. She wrote Juno. Jason mm-hmm. Raymond directed it. Uh, when Diablo Cody was becoming a, no, no, you're fine. She's, she's opening a bottle of wine. We need it. Uh, when Diablo Cody, you know, became a, um, younger, uh, adult woman, she wrote Young Adult. Jason Reitman directed it. When she became a mother of three and she had this idea for a story, she gave it to Jason Reitman and he was like, we need to make this movie. And it's, this is kind of like the relationship they have. Do you, do you have that over there? Careful. Helen, do you want help? No, I, I don't. She's got it. You're so close. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, God, I hit myself in the face with it. <laughs> um, my impression was that, like, I knew she, I thought she just had one. I didn't realize she had three. But that somewhere in the, like, having a baby had really clear ideas for parts of it. Like, those segments yeah. with the diaper genie and the... Yes. I could imagine that she came up with Up until the twist, it was... It was... Exactly. While it was, was so living. identifiable. But then when and it got to addressing postpartum, it became inaccurate. And right. that's what my frustration is. Yeah, the twist really does kind of take a, a lot of the power right. away because it becomes a movie about the twist. So then I'm like, right. did she mean and to portray postpartum or did she mean to I, just portray wait, wait, this like wait, 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 thought? Wait, wait, with a twist, which I think is unfair because I think a lot of movies that are heavily remembered for twists are unrightfully so. Like twists, if they like Fight Club's twist, like let's talk about the two that you mentioned, Fight Club's twist, which is very similar to this one. You don't actually have to have that twist for the movie to still be a good movie. I feel it like if this didn't have the twist. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's the same with Sixth Sense. Uh-huh. The Sixth Sense, if you completely remove the last five minutes where it's revealed that Bruce Willis is a ghost and has been a ghost the whole time, it's still a very good movie about depression and grief and letting go and acceptance. Yes. It's, it's very much a good movie about that. Yeah. The twist just really kind of makes it an, an event, like a... But in this case, emotional. But in this case, the twist kind of took away all the work that she had done portraying and building that up. Like she's losing her shit, and these are things that need to be taken very seriously. And ain't mama and hard. And then since they didn't show what that actually means to take it seriously. So you felt like, I, I think she was just trying to advocate for moms. Like, hey, yeah. moms are people And too, I get that. And that's know? why, like, I, like, I know that I'm heavily sided on just, like, coming I, from it from a mental health perspective. I think perspective, that that's fair because, but, like, they should portray it as realistic as possible because that's the yeah. responsible thing to do, right? And that's the yeah. point. Yeah. That's how it was advertised. And that's how it, it like, seems like, you know, yeah, like, like it meant to do that. the baby. 
is sure. just like that's like a cinematic like, who's language that? of like yeah, yeah <laughs> that's like everyone has right. done something like that or you can see that being a thing and I think Diablo Cody especially with the Jason Reitman like trilogy that she's done she's dealing with teen pregnancy with Juno she's dealing with um, trying to be yourself and an individual in a world where everybody looks at late 20s, early 30s women as you're supposed to be doing this. You should be working on a career. You should be starting a family, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. And in Tully, she's talking about what is it, what, what, what does it mean to be a mother? What is motherhood? What does it and mean to be a mother? And it's such an important and it's what is such it? a real thing. And, and it could I, I have just that, been. I think that she wants to say something. I think that it's just, it's a very nuanced situation and it's. Not just anybody can make a movie about something like this, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, it, it pro- it, uh, t- to her credit, it is nuanced and it is really hard. But I appreciate but it there being are, like, made. Like, yeah, just I appreciate it being made about, too, like, which I don't want to be annoyed with it for that aspect. Because I, I do appreciate just like... Like I said, I, the whole beginning of it, I was like, <laughs> yep. <But see> that <laughs> I get that. Like, it had so much potential in the beginning. Well, yes. I thought it was going to go somewhere meaningful. Yes, All of those exactly. scenes were so well done and they were so subtle and they yeah. were so real. Yeah. And they did nothing with that. And there's also this thing, and like, I think. Yeah. I think Because you like the ride. Right. Yeah. And then when you get to where you're going, you're like. Wait, I thought it was about the shared experience and now you've made it some something bizarro, else. like yeah. makes no sense, yeah. doesn't relate to me. Like it might have even other. been better. Well, I guess this couldn't have happened, but I mean like the, so there's postpartum mood disorders and postpartum psychosis is very real, but it's also very rare, like I said earlier, compared to postpartum depression or anxiety. Um, but it could have been like, Maybe she could have tapped into just postpartum depression and anxiety, the the more shared experience symptoms of people than this and like again, this would be outlier type of extra, experience. With an extra ten or fifteen minutes at the end yes. of the movie after the twist and yeah. not just like they're doing dishes yeah. together, you know? You know what Which I also I just get thought the of? visual language of that. And Helen was just But it's just not it enough well. to drive it. It's not enough. It doesn't make it clear if enough. You're gonna it do also this twist. Fix a stupid twist. Right. Yeah. For me. <laughs> if you're gonna do this twist that kind of recontextual. I can't imagine how much Jim in this oh, movie. Yes. <laughs> Your husband's... Right, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Wait, I just want to say one quick thing. Okay. That just popped up for me as we were talking about it. So, like, I think the three of us moms at this table, sorry to be exclusionary, Mike, but... It's okay. I'm used to it. We... So, we're all as friends. As a white straight male, I'm used to being excluded from all things. <laughs> sorry, Mike. Um, we, Mike didn't mention this as he was introducing us, and we didn't say it either, but we're actually... We're all three very good friends, mm-hmm. and... Oh, <laughs> I guess that is a very important yeah. Oh, I didn't think of it until now, but just as we're talking no, about it and thinking it. about, like, that aspect of the film that we're all saying we liked. Like, we identified with it. We saw ourselves in it. That felt good. Like, there's this piece that you get out of your your mom friends, too, yeah. um, of just, like, like, that's part of how people get through being a mom is having their mom friends and, like, that support system. So I think for, for moms or women watching this, it was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm identifying this. This is with this. This is wonderful. And that was probably sure. really, like, comforting and wonderful. And then all of a sudden it was like, nope, it's something Wait, else. but you just made me realize that Tully had no mom friends. This was something she didn't I, have any support uh, at Marlo, all. She had, Marlo, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, Marlo. 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 Marlo's her first name. Tully was her maiden name, and that's the name of... But who, who? We don't know. But that's something... That's something but yeah, she had zero supports, you. and that is one of our highest risk factors. That, that, is, that is something that I wanted so to talk maybe about, Maybe that's too. why she went to this extreme... 
Because she had nothing, yeah. She had nothing. She had nothing. Right. Uh, let's take a quick break real quick because we're going to get um, we're gonna get like a little commercial break here real quick and we'll refill up and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some more of this stuff. Is everybody having fun? Yeah. It's a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Okay, so we'll be right back. I took my back. headphones off. <laughs> we're all took the headphones off. We're relaxing. <laughs> we're drinking wine. Now we're good. Uh, so we'll be right back after this quick commercial break and we'll see you in a bit. Hello, welcome to another episode of It's Fitz, where Story Screen's film laureate, Brian Robert Fitzgibbons, speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss the 2017 Darren Aronofsky film, Mother. Ah, man, do you know, not Mother, I saw that in the movies recently, and... Um, I like the director. I don't remember his name. His movies are kind of like Requiem for a Dream is really good. I never want to watch it again, even though I probably will. I think about it sometimes, but it's very disturbing. What? I saw The Fountain. That looked really cool on in the trailer, but it kind of fell short when I saw it. The trailer was dope. Who cares? Um, what about The Wrestler? Mother, anyway, by the way, like the actress, Javier, whatever his name is, pretty cool. But the movie fell flat. It was like the whole ending bothered me. And I, the whole time I was like, what the fuck is this movie about? And then, you know, after I talked with people that I saw it with, and it's a big metaphor for Mother Earth, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, it fell short. There's another movie by that guy that I fucking like. Darius... That's not his fucking name. Anyway, out. What's his name? <laughs> this has been another episode of It's Fits. For more on Mother from the Story Screen family, check out episode 56 of our podcast. Uh, and welcome back. <laughs> We had a very fun break. <laughs> I think two thirds of us are crying. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're, <laughs> we're talking about Tully. We're talking about Tully. Um, you got a box of tissues. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm okay. I might I wear my tears as medals. It's good. Um, so we're talking about Tully. <laughs> Uh, Elise, you were you were kind of touching on something at the begin at the end. Husbands, uh, the husbands. We want to talk. We did want to talk husbands. about the portrayal, <laughs> the portrayal of Ron Livingston's character in this. Um, he's he's from what show? <laughs> he's from Sex and the City. No, he's was from he? something. Ron Liv- well, everybody was on Sex and the City. But was point. he or was he some office? I mean, he's Office Space. Yeah, that's office his big space. Office Space. Yes. And yes. No, he was the writer boyfriend on Sex and the City. Oh, see, I never saw I'll Sex and the City. I'll trust that too. Yeah, Allison, you would be the only person. Yep. That sees Sex and the City. <laughs> oh, she's like, I never watched The Wire, but <laughs> it's because I might be a different generation. I'm almost forty, so You're I amazing. like Sex you. and the City was a big deal you. when I was right at. Mm-hmm. You know, in her that formative age of yeah. generation 
X. I don't know. And we're the beginning <laughs> of the millennials. Don't say the word. Millennials. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to a client on the phone today. I was like, I can't help it. I'm a millennial. Ellen. <laughs> so, Ron Livingston as the husband of Tully. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's, I would imagine you guys are all uh, married and um, still married. Correct. So I would yes. imagine things are going well. Yeah. Would you think, would you, would you say that this is like a proper, because you guys. No, that guy was an asshole. No, my husband is nothing If that was my husband, I would have just put an end to that situation. But you definitely met people who's, you can see somebody acting like this. I really don't know. And it's, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Cause I would, We're a bunch of badass feminists. Up I'm, very, <laughs> I'm very grateful for my husband who, when I was so tired in my last pregnancy, like I couldn't function when I was just right. recently pregnant and I had a toddler. This is literally what happened when Nick came home from a two-hour commute door-to-door both ways to New York City. I was laying on the floor starving because I couldn't make myself anything to eat because I was too tired from the day. Mm -hmm. And I was surrounded by toys and a toddler and gigantically pregnant and just barely functioning. And (laughs) they could come home and cook and clean and I would go to bed. I would eat and then go to bed. Like, I just can't imagine that person. Right. In the movie, they're very, the person in the I the, think the, they're the, very the, disconnected. The husband and father in the movie, like that was absurd to me. It's meant to be more about her emotional state. That again, we were talking about. She doesn't have any. She doesn't have a support system. She has system. no friends. She is forced to turn on her own psyche to be able to back her up. Yeah, right. and where she starts to think okay. that she's looking great and everything is actually just like that really good line in the movie where it's just like you think that. Well, girls are keeping it all together, but actually they're just like mass behind, like a bunch of cover up kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's. Well, did she make the cupcakes? Did she actually make the cupcakes she and deliver did. them to the she school? She manically don't know, like, made if them. Any of this is real, but she may have never. Del- yeah, that may have no, never happened at all. That's the part I was like. Actually, I thought it was odd because at the time I was still buying that there were two people, not just the one. Right. But when they brought the cupcakes in, the, I think either she said she made them or the, the son was like, my mom made the cupcakes. And right. I was like, we oh, don't, that's weird. She brought like, them in. She brought them to the classroom and she was, she, like, it was like, oh, uh, Tully. Cupcakes. Tully made right. these. Tully made but them. really, I'm she's that, Tully. So and again, this is like really kind of granting reaching out there. We don't know if any, she's an unreliable narrator. Right. Because That's in the, the scene problem. where she's That's talking to Tully, Tully is picking that. things up, moving things around. Uh-huh. So is that her taking the yogurt out and eating it and talking to herself? It's all happening I, in her head. So the idea point. of her finding yep. the cupcakes and her kids reacting to the cupcakes and then her taking the cupcakes into Oops. school. Could have all so been a solution. So she was but also... They said she was extremely exhausted. So was she staying up all night and yes, scrubbing the house? I, I she think so. Was, I see But too. she was also really taking care of herself where the husband was like, you look great. But we don't know what of this is real or not. And that's because after this the twist, there's, there's no, thing, there's no explanation of that's the problem. what was what, what was like in yeah. Fight Club. When the twist happens, we see, we get a bunch of like a montage of cuts of like, Edward Norton's character by himself but they in that. scenes. They did that in this movie too. Yeah. You they, saw her at the bar alone. At the bar alone? But who, with the, with the drinks? 
and the yogurt and moving the things, the, the moments where Tully is actually interacting with the space around her, we're not shown like, was she eating the yogurt? Right. We're well, not shown like- Charlize Theron cleaning, mm-hmm. like actually cleaning and doing the things that Tully wasn't doing. We're just shown the scenes that yeah. Tully and her were together. Have they shown her like, Piping those stupid minion cupcakes, right. like then well, you would have at she least wanted to known. make, but she just couldn't get to. There's like, like, a scene too where it's her like caking on makeup and stuff because there is the scene where her daughter asks her like, "Why are you wearing so much makeup now?" And it's like, "Oh, sometimes you want to look good." Mm-hmm. And like, there's that whole scene, but we never see her actually, actually just like it on, caking yeah. it on That's to like cover up this exhaustion because she's time. broken through. Yeah. It's time, yeah. And I think that would have been a very like you know. I mean, just imagine the tone of this movie and Charlize Theron looking into the mirror, just like caking this stuff on in this like. Yeah, see, I feel like there were all these opportunities to really like bring it a step, a step further, Mm -hmm. and like just bring it anywhere, share, and also to like provide information and like (laughs) again me, but like educate, right? So like. This could be a couple of things. It could be that she very likely was really manic and so had extreme energy and was like staying up and contributing to her exhaustion. And that's what I like to things. think about the movie. Yeah, like yeah. she was staying up all night and not sleeping and, and doing these things. Or it could really be also just a complete delusion of everything that was happening and the cupcakes never happened and the cleaning never happened. Yeah. And, and none of that stuff actually ever took place and she was just really... In total delusional psychosis, mm-hmm. well, which are the, both her husband does happen. at one point say like everything is really good, like everything's yes, been great. So that the cleaning has happened. Are, you know, yeah, yeah. okay, happened. Well, so, so I think then it's like this. It's it's like a like it's a manic state of her like doing these things and just having this intense energy. But again, here's this like missed opportunity to really fill in some of the, sure. the information maybe, maybe here and the, help people understand. I mean, do you or guys really, as, really fully portray it's the cultural this person. expectation of being a mom? Right. I was going to ask do you guys feel like thing. having a support structure when you're a mother, whether it's your first, second, third. Yeah. Having a support structure is very important whether it's living within the home with you as a husband or friends like Alyssa's yeah. talking about of course, mom friends and stuff both. like that. Like so for important. that example, so like that example of like I was able to just say like I don't have any more fucking energy so I'm just gonna lay here on the floor until my husband gets home because Mm -hmm. I trust that he's gonna come home and like help me clean the house and make dinner and like finish the rest of the day I laughed at that because like that's kind of like the that's the the funny and the seriousness of the very idea of Tully yeah like that original trailer it's like isn't it funny but also sad like it's like very exhausting but it's like it's so real and so exhausting that it's kind of humorous. You're like, remember that? Like, yeah, we, you (laughs) can imagine it would be that or, oh, you remember it was like that or something like. It's so exhausting that I don't remember it. That's, that's where I am is I was like, so ragged. Like, I literally don't, not eating. Like I was like, what, like 110? 10 you got, pounds? Yeah, like, you got really small. Like, it was... It's like you fucking... You I remember saying to you, yeah. like, and you And nobody, shrunk. like, gives respect to, like, moms. Like, yeah. I'm and, so like, glad that, that I don't exposed to something like this. It's <laughs> very nice. I was just saying, like, so... Maggie, my youngest, who's turning one in a couple of weeks, I literally, in the past couple of weeks, because that's coming up, I'm like, I, I don't remember anything. Yeah. Like, no. I do not remember what happened just over the past one year. Like, the all of a sudden, thing. she's one. Just, yeah. No. And yeah. the third, I was like, it's my last. I'm paying attention. I'm yeah. taking it and all it, in. I, I don't remember it. And now I'm like, I need a third one 
so I can remember. But guess yeah. that's not happening. You will not remember it. Okay, good. I so I, I won't one, do that. And I was trying to pay attention, and, and I it still didn't don't work remember. out. And it's yeah. also the weird thing where you don't just want to stay home with him because then you're just bored and weird. Oh yeah, you know, like you want a job. Yeah. Because otherwise your brain just becomes mush and mm-hmm. you become a fucking weirdo. Nobody wants to be around that way. <laughs> well, the other day I texted Nick and I was like, I can't take this anymore. Um, one kid's napping, then the other one's up, then the other one's napping, then the other one, yeah, one is up. And I haven't left the goddamn house for the entire day. I can't take it. Like, this yeah. is insane. Yeah. And we'll drive you insane. Like, True trolling. story. I think True. that's what I did. And that's... When you're and this is the truth of your movie. Maybe I'm part of your psyche, Allison. Is this real? Is this happening right now? What, is this happening? Unfortunately. Mike, real us back in. Yeah, no, like, uh, it, this is all great because, like, it really is, the movie is for two types of people, I think. The movie is for people that were and are moms that went through something like this. And people who are interested in exploring the idea of what it's like to be in motherhood. Not to be a mother, but mm-hmm. to actually go through the good and the bad in a joyous and kind of sad way. Right. And I think as someone who has a close relationship with some pretty cool moms, and I've seen you guys, uh, I've given you your coffee yeah. in the morning and, yeah. and seen you were the only like coffee's like the only thing yeah. that saves us it's like Literally. I I I Helen's wearing a shirt that says coffee and confidence <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I, I felt like was absolute like crap today until shirt. I finally had some coffee and I didn't get my cup of coffee until like Maybe an hour before we started recording. Oh, oh nice. terrible. Oh. I thought you were going to say till like 9 a.m. And then it was 5.15 this morning. I didn't and get to it. Can you just... tell me why you were awake at 5.15 this I morning? I the gym at 5.30 oh. on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Because oh. that's the only time I can find for myself. Otherwise, I'm at. I'm getting kids to school. I'm yes. at work. I'm picking them up yeah. from school. I'm driving to them all over the place. Are you imagining that you're going to the gym, or are you really going to the gym? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a really that's actually. You know what? That's amazing. I wish I was just imagining it. I just, if I, I just if I just visualize that I'm going to the gym, but I'm really still sleeping, will it work? Wouldn't that be amazing? That's I wanted to talk about the idea of how a twist ruins something. Because we were talking about that before. And so that makes sense. Wait, Helen, did you want to say something? I just wanted to say that yeah. I exercised yesterday. And then I had to wake up. You need another tissue. <laughs> I had to wake up in the middle of the night and take it. No. We haven't even gotten to the white wine yet. Like. Well, red wine is like pouty and white wine is crispy. This is when you hang out with mom. A migraine. Wait, when we're tired. Because my butt hurts so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Did you go to spin? No, I I hiked the mountain. And I came down the mountain. And like literally, I was like... (laughs) I don't know. I actually was really sore yesterday also. And like limping around my house. Because we went on a hike on Saturday. And then went to the botanical gardens yesterday. And it was a lot of physical activity for me. And my hip was, like, displaced. And I was a little sore. I literally was like... <laughs> <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> okay, where are we? Oh, we're, we are here. 
<laughs> um, you were just having your coffee an hour ago. Yeah, I, I yeah, I had my coffee an hour ago. I'm really fucking tired. It's, it's I, I can't. I'm tired in my life with what I do, but like I don't have three kids, so like yeah, I don't. Have three kids. I, I try not to complain about being tired because I think. If you if you're tired, it just means that you're not taking care of yourself, kind of thing. Like you should sleep, eat right, so that you don't oh, be tired. Okay. Unless but you're a mom. Unless, unless you're exactly, a mom. Exactly. Exactly. And then you, you don't going. get it. You don't get that. Then that's what I mean. Not I'm just tired because I'm like just physically yeah. irresponsible with my body. I appreciate that I'm you try not to complain about being tired because you don't have the mom right. factor. Yeah. Yeah. Things can be worse. Yeah. I could have I could have like three things. Running around in the world, some of them like actually just parasites like, out sucking there, everything. And anything out can of you. happen to them, and if something happens, are you calling like, your you children parasites right now? Um, yeah, or you're devastated, <gasps> or you're devastated <laughs> and it destroys your entire yeah, right, absolutely right. Yeah. right. Which you think about every day if you're mm. a mom or if you're crazy like me. Am I the only one who thinks that? Well, way? remember no, the time we went on the canoe? Dads, did we? <gasps> Yes, it's just me. Wait, what was that <laughs> canoe story? That was a gas. I'm a crazy person. Oh, that was a good story. Oh, okay. no, I'm just like a worst case scenario thinker. <laughs> and if I don't think I'm in a situation where I'm going to die, I think my children are going uh-huh. to die. We were at my bachelorette party weekend <laughs> upstate. We went, went to the Catskills. And stayed at the Somewhere. Catskills for the weekend. Okay. I don't even know where we trip. <clears throat> Down the river, kayak, mm-hmm. canoe. And As you I think I was in the boat with you. Mm-hmm. Helen, Helen definitely was. No, I wasn't in the boat with you because you were. Okay, I'm pretty sure I was. Sure I was tell you the story, but I can tell you that I was trying to tell the story. Hold on. Picked up the canoe. Yeah, I was like, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I picked up the canoe. Oh, and we were going Basically, a storm was in, a storm was rolling in, and. All Allison could think about the entire time. We were in canoes. We were on a canoe trip. Allison was like, I'm going to die and my kids are going to have no And you heard thunder. And you're like, like, my children are going to be orphans. I'm drunk. And she could not stop thinking about it. My canoe's backwards. So we were canoeing on the river and there was a thunderstorm coming in. And you're Mm -hmm. on this like open... Kind of a creek or river. It's I don't a river. Know what the fuck it was. But all I wanted to see a so big yeah, creek. I think. Oh, it's a creek. Technically, you're not supposed to be in a lightning <clears throat> storm. Is water right? So as soon as I heard in the a water, metal like, canoe or you know in a plane, right. by a tree, fire tower, the likelihood of her dying. One of the places to not. So she didn't want to be in the water. It went from like we're having a canoe trip to I'm clearly 110 percent going to die, and my children are going to have no mother. That is so Allison. Like, that's like mm-hmm. so exactly how I would expect. First, I started like. She could not. She was like. really fast. Yeah. Paddling or whatever right. the fuck I was doing. But then it got. Muscles like, just quivering. This so stuck so stuck on like a rock or something and I jumped out of the canoe. She's like, I carried the canoe back. I <laughs> know. I pushed. I remember being yeah. in the water like up to my waist. With your children in the canoe? No, 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 no children. children. What are you doing? This is my bachelorette girls right. weekend. That's, that's where I'm like trying to figure out, I'm like, where are the, the kids? kids no, no, no kids at all. No, she was like, I left my kids for the weekend, and now I'm going yeah. to orphan them. They were going to get a phone call that their mother died in the open waters right. in the middle of a thunderstorm. They wouldn't be orphaned. Jim, your husband, would still be there. They'd be motherless. They'd be motherless. Yeah. Same thing. It's back to Tully. I'm joking. We consider motherless orphans. Yes. Yeah, or motherless 
children are orphans. <laughs> anyway, I really didn't think I was going to die. And she I, was convinced. I, I yeah. carried the canoe home in the water. Beast mode. And just... <laughs> Allison's CrossFit <laughs> came right in. My canoe is backwards. <laughs> Who was in the canoe with me? That's I like, think I was because I was like in my canoe. I feel like I was in Allison's Maybe canoe because we I feel like I was really canoe. close to the anxiety I'm and I trying very hard to Rachel, diffuse it. I'm get, I don't was, know. Was Sarah there? No. no. Which Sarah? Diana was. Bram. I mean, who was originally supposed to be a part of this uh, podcast, but she. Shout out to Sarah in Canada. Enjoy your health care. Okay, ask Diana if she remembers. Diana was there. Yeah, Diana was there. She was definitely not in my Oh, I remember this thing. We should do this again. (laughs) She's got some stories about this story as well. I didn't realize that. The lingerie. Oh, God, I was going to say it. I'm glad you said it before. What did you say? The lingerie. The lingerie that shall not be named. That's probably not good for the mic. And the tarot cards. No. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So they got a tarot card reader. It's working. Every reading was about Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus was all over the news lately. No, I'm not editing this out. You're crazy. (laughs) Miley Cyrus is all over the news for twerking. And this tarot card reader felt like she would be like, and you'll be a good woman, not like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, everyone. I was like, you told so me that obsessed. so many yes. times since. Like, you don't this, remember that? I don't remember that, but, oh I, but I've heard your rendition of like, the tarot card reader was obsessed with Miley Cyrus. She like, didn't like Miley Cyrus. No, like, no. She like, had an issue. She was like, like a, a yeah. bad woman. Mm-hmm. She used to be a good woman. Now she's twerking. I, I, just, I, just, I just read a <laughs> She's out there this. twerking. I just <laughs> Don't read, become uh, that. A name for this movie that's coming out this year that just screened at Fantastic Fest. It's got a great name. It's Oh, it's the name of the movie is called Slut, but in a good way. <gasps> which I'm pretty excited about. Well, what is that about? I, Slut is I one of no those words. It's, about, it's like... If you, if you reclaim it and you use it, well, you it's can your say word. I'm empowered. Yes. 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 Kind of like the movie Tully, which I don't know if you guys have seen. Oh, I heard of it. Uh, right? <laughs> Reeling us back in. Reeling you back in real quick. I mean, honestly, we're getting towards the end. And instead of me, like, uh, we've talked about a lot of the stuff that I really wanted to dig into because, again, I I like the movie. I think that it's doing some really fun stuff. I think that the twist very much kind of hampers the movie a little bit and and makes it just like not really sing as much as I really wanted to. But I will say that I did enjoy watching it. <laughs> I would watch it again. Uh-huh. Um, not anytime soon. It's not that type of movie. Right. But like, what about you guys? Like, what is there anything else about the movie that you guys individually want to talk about or break through? Because we still got a little bit of time here, but I want to make sure that we get everything out on the table now that we've talked about I, canoeing and uh, yes, Allison's uh, need to live. Can I just say that I'm the only one that liked the movie? No, I liked the movie. Because I, don't I did wanna... not dislike the movie. I hated. The I movie. can't necessarily <laughs> say. Okay, my headphones. You got it. I can't. Would you like some wine? No, I'm okay. Thank you. I like the sound of the pour over the headphones. Yeah. This is. Oh, did you hear that? Allison and I have headphones anyway. on. ASMR. You're just going to get a little pressure. taste. I told you this was a very good Chardonnay. Yeah, that's yeah, like it's a, rose. Got a little bit of a spritzer yeah. from the red light. Don't do that to my mic. No, no, no. So, yeah. I'm the only one that liked it. I, th- I really think I was watching it. I was like, this and I understand like why you liked it from what you've talked about. Yes, yes, because I was 23 when I had our first kid. Mm-hmm. You were out partying, living it up. I remember Nick coming home and telling me that you and Colin were pregnant and we were 18 years old, and he was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was real, really fast. And yeah. I, I, I think that I remembered what it was like to feel like I was losing my youth mm-hmm. to having a kid. And maybe mm-hmm. that's how this particular director felt about it. And I think it's probably well, different. Well, Diablo Cody writing it, totally. Yes. And then J- I, I kind of like the idea of it's like Diablo Cody, woman who's gone through versions of these things that she's writing about, always goes to Jason Reitman to direct. <laughs> and I Now think knowing what she, you said about, because I didn't know sort of her trajectory of, yeah. of films. It really makes sense, especially with their trilogy. I just they, feel like, like They also she, made like Jennifer's Body together where like Diablo Cody wrote it. I haven't seen it either. Which is another one. Should that be like our next one? (laughs) We actually have an idea for a podcast about Jennifer's body where me and Cabot uh, take uh, shrooms on like a full moon and watch Jennifer's body. That's very elaborate. It's a very elaborate (laughs) thing and it's called Jennifer's Bodcast. If it took us six months to get this together with all of those components, that's never coming together. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's a peach. He's wonderful. He's a peach. Cabot, he owns a American Gypsy Vintage. But are they? Are, oh, hold yes. on, I think they're Honey Vintage now. American. Oh, vintage. they changed it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Rebranding. To, yes. yes. Because Gypsy is a little bit of a weird word. What do you mean? Fair. Oh, like like yeah, despair. Politically yeah. incorrect. Oh, I didn't if think If you want to use yeah, a conservative, like Esmeralda, Quasimodo yeah. kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, thanks to them for being. Do you guys awful. agree that tangent real quick? Sure. We um, love tangents on story screen, and we really haven't gotten on too many this episode. Holy cow! Trips. Hunchback in Notre Dame, the uh, or Notre Dame, depending Quasimodo. on Quasimodo. Quasimodo. Yeah. The Disney one, the musical. What do you guys think about that? Never saw it. I never I saw it. I think I can because I don't believe I've ever seen it. You guys know that? <laughs> You've seen the musical. So, what's your thought though? Because no, I'm okay I, well, with no, like, I've seen the Disney Hunchback of Notre Dame. The <laughs> The Disney movie where it's like the cartoon. Jason Alexander plays like one of the gargoyles and Okay. I don't think I ever saw that. The no. cartoon? What do you think? It's a cartoon, yeah. What you, why are you talking about it? Nobody <laughs> ever brings it up and I feel like it doesn't exist. And then the other day, like <laughs> I was like, did I like None of us saw it. did I like nightmare fever dream this movie? Because nobody ever talks about it. And I was but, like, Oh no, it oh exists. It's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. A movie like but that, it's from our childhood, right? It's from our childhood. Yeah, it came out while we were like alive. I saw it once when I was a child. Yeah. And uh, that's all there is to it. Mike, you would Ooh, know this. How do you retain so much information? ASMR. <laughs> um, do oh, you know, this is a is Nightmare nice. Fever Dream movie that I saw. Uh-huh. Um, it was like a sequel to Alice in Wonderland. And there uh-huh. were these these like clown things where their arms and their legs were wheels. And they you know, you're around. talking about a sequel to Wizard of Oz. Return yes, to Oz. That's Return to Oz or whatever. Return to Oz? It's something like that, but I've seen it. It was fucking freaky. Because the Wiz is not that one. It. No. It's think, Return to Oz. I feel like it it's is Return to Oz. And they've got a really fucking weird name. It came out. They're like the, the Bubbler Busters or something. Wheelies or something. Wheelies or something. Wheelies or something. Acid trip for kids. What are we talking about? Whatever it is. What? We're talking about weird <laughs> fever dream movies that maybe we made up because no one else has seen. I mean, we talked about all like the really important stuff. Oh, oh, Cuckoo Closet. We've been here for two hours. hours. We talked about like all the really like fun, important stuff that was in the first half. You know? Sure. So now we're just kind of like. And you know what? Maybe no listening anymore. No, it doesn't matter. Here's something. Our conversation speaks to Tully in that it was a little bit. <laughs> 
disjointed and wacky. Yeah. <laughs> and the Hopefully relevance of it ended very quickly. As that movie made mm-hmm. me though. Isn't that or what for that new motherhood and motherhood is like though? Mm-hmm. Just disjointed and wacky. Yeah, who knows what's going on? I don't on remember at any given time. Wow, yeah. Maybe it was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. You're right. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds so nice. Yes, I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make those videos. And so let's uh, let's start wrapping this up. Do you have any other questions for us? I do. Uh, okay. Last question. Uh, I can take, focus. Take Tully into mind if you want to. But what is it like? Because Tully deals with the idea of the individual becoming a mother and what that does to the specific person. How do you guys feel about who you are as a person, as a woman, who you are now, and also as a mother? And how those two intersect. Like, let's get deep after a couple bottles of wine kind of thing. I like that. Mm. I think that's a good question. My initial response to that is just a very real, I don't fucking know. (laughs) But you two can probably identify and relate to that. And I think that it's it's better to, um, if I'm going to be honest... I'm going to be honest. I think it's better to have kids later on in life. Just wait a little while. See, sometimes I'm like, I wish I had them young like Helen. But the whole thing is, is that my appreciation for having a kid, for childhood, Mm -hmm. for watching like the whole process. I don't think I could have done it then. Right. Like, I admire you tremendously. And I, I did Helen, it. You were, and you actually, you had your children very young also. And Elise, yeah. you had your first I had my first when I was 30. 30. And Allison, no. you had your first yeah, when same you were as me. 23. Yeah, you guys 24? had your kids really young. Maybe 24. Okay. No, yeah. I... Yes, 24. Also, Which but we're both old souls. Is like the, the, that's like, like old-fashioned like, kind of like... Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, like yeah. It wasn't an accident. I wanted a baby Allison super planned that. That baby mine was an accident. Super well, duper planned. It's Allison. So. <laughs> yeah, Allison was like, this is happening on this day, and this is how it's going to go. beforehand. I mean, yeah. I, so in that sense, like I... I she don't ready feel for like it. I lost anything because I want I wanted that baby you so were, bad. You were ready for that. You were planning that. It's yeah. just a blur. Because I think no matter what age you are, like it knocks you upside the head. That's no matter true. how and much you think you're prepared. Like mm-hmm. you just it's definitely for, don't for, wait till you're the, like for 50. The context like, for I'm myself, sorry, for no, those no, are no, 50. No, uh, for the context for myself and for the listeners, like uh the difference in ages of the kids. Uh, for each of you, like Allison, your kids are all very kind of close. They're about three years apart. So my each, yeah. youngest son was born right before I turned 30. So my oldest, I was 24. And then I think I must have been what, 27. And then Jesse was born right before I turned 30. So you got like a good three years pretty much in between each of them. Yeah, two and change. Yeah. Which is going to be a pretty good, like uh, growing up, like kind of high school stuff. Like when... When one's when your when your youngest is in high school, your uh, your middle one is going to be like twenty one, and then mm-hmm. your oldest is going to be like twenty four, like out of college. Yeah, you're yes. going to kind of have like out breaks. of college, in college, high yeah. school kind of breaks. Yeah, but so. it goes so fast. I, and you have all boys too. I know. Lordy. I do. Yeah, I know. You've I know. got all boys, Helen. You've got 
girl, two boy, girls, girl. one boy. Yeah. And Elise, you've got boy, girl. You're you're one for one right now. And for for us, our kids are 20 months apart, mm-hmm. and we planned that. Although it's very challenging at times, uh, but with the idea of we will have these babies, and they will be. In similar stages, like you're kind of saying, oh, three years apart, they're like going to go through different stages. For us, it was yeah. like, we're just going to kind of have this all happen. Get out of the way. All at one time. <laughs> and for their benefit and our benefit. But the idea of like kind of have little kids and then have them kind of move through the developmental stages so that they could be bonded. But also for us to take it all in kind of one fell swoop. Um, but... I feel like I definitely am still like um I'm in the thick of it as Helen and Allison like to tell me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it, to your question, um, she doesn't even know it. You're, yeah, you're in it. You don't know it. I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in it. I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am as a mom. I don't know who I am as a person. I don't know who I am as a professional. I'm hopeful that but I'll, even now I I'll figure that, that out and sort that out. But to answer, like I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think. Oh, that, that, I, I didn't mean to like. Give you guys like a whoa, well, yeah, wow, like an wow, existential conundrum. You're juggling, you have all those balls in the air, and you're not really thinking of how they relate. You're just trying to make sure they don't hit the floor. Yeah, but it's a talent in and of itself to be able to juggle in the first place. Like, that's what I mean. Yeah, I think your you question really raises understand like, how, how you're so. juggling and how hard it is to actually juggle, but it's like, <laughs> are, are, you, are, are you like. Proud of yourself, I'm proud and where of you myself. think you're doing a good job. Yeah, uh, right. No, every day when I go to sleep, I'm like, oh, I totally fucked that up. Oh, right, oh, <laughs> which I think is what like the conundrum of what they're talking about in Tali is is that it, it's it's a thankless gig. Yeah, being a mom. My Even mantra. if you have a support system, it's just like especially mm-hmm. that little boy. Yeah. yeah, he was wrong. Kick in the back of that trousers. Yeah. What gets me through is just, and I I try to, like, encourage other people to try to use this mantra, too, but, and I, it doesn't work every day for me, but, like, you're good enough, and you're doing the best that you can, and this is fucking hard, <laughs> and that's all there is it's to it. It's a rough gig. And it, every day is not going to be a good day, and that's okay. It's hard. Well, it's like they write it on, they write it on gift cards, and you're just like being a mom is one of the hardest jobs you can get kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. But it comes from a place of like all natural honesty that it like, yeah, it is an all consuming gig and you give yourself up to take care of other people. And that's the loss of self identity that I think Tully is talking about. But it's about. also really challenging. Yeah. You know, with the idea of motherhood. Yeah, I just wish it, they yeah. did a better job. And you're Charlize Theron, and you're fucking gorgeous. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> well, she kind of like in this movie, she kind of pulls like the monster angle that's to exactly where she wears some, like what makeup Colin and said. stuff like that. Yeah. My husband Colin, he was like, because that's like prosthetics and stuff that she's using. This is unbelievable. You know, I was like, oh what? She's hot. Colin is that? Oh what? no, no, that's not what I, I. It's you know, Charlize Theron looks the way that she does because she has professionals perfecting her body and her look yeah when she is in movies or modeling which just looks like a person i'm sure she looks very similar to this facial wise but i think that they did do a bunch of stuff to really aggress it you know she's extremely beautiful right yeah but like in monster 
Yeah. That she was not, a UC monster. Not like so they, much. They kind of make but, her, they, they bring her down a little bit. But that's like prosthetics. They use face prosthetics. Exactly. Like that. And this one, I mean, they obviously uh, I'm, put, I thought put she did an amazing job. Let me just be clear. No, I, thought I thought she, she did a good job for that role. Well, no, I mean the pregnancy belly. Oh, well, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and, but she probably did gain weight for that role because like her... And of course, yeah. it could be done with makeup, but she's an awesome mm-hmm. actress. Yeah, but I just want to say she's a phenomenal actress. Like that's one of the things in this movie is like the four main characters are some of my favorite actors. I I love yeah. Mark. I love Mark Duplass, uh, who plays the brother. I don't know. Him. Oh yeah, he's a great guy. Man. I like he's a him. really good director, you know, really good writer. Him. I like him. He's a really great guy. We get drinks all the time. He owes me twenty bucks. He's a good guy. I like him Stop too. Uh, no. We've had a good time. <laughs> and uh, Mackenzie Davis, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I who, wanted to love it. She's in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is she's. Great in that movie. Have you guys seen that movie? Nope. No. Leave Runner Twenty Forty Nine. Nope. Come on, moms. Nope. Is it a what mom movie? We have watch time it? on our hands. Movie. You know how long it took me to watch this movie? <laughs> it's actually a really long movie too. It's like three hours. I can't watch anything. It's not like, happening. I was so glad when it when it turned on and I saw this is like an hour and a half. I was like, yeah, I'm like, gonna make it. I'm so tired because I have a bunch of three hour movies to watch because they were made by some art house director from Spain. Right. He's and like, you guys are tired because you, know, you have three human beings that you're trying to build just to drink not a destroy glass the world. of wine and watch a movie in the afternoon. It's <laughs> My life is so easy compared to you guys. This is actually really good. Do you want to swap? No. Oh, no. That was fun <laughs> to do a podcast on. Let's yeah. take have a day in each of our houses and <gasps> see see. What you could be married does. to Jim, Nick, and Colin. God, no. <laughs> Drive my kids to all their activities, and I could be married to Diana. And yell at them to practice their piano. Hang out I want Diana to in be Diana's my house. Yeah, isn't Diana my life great? And like Cass? you guys really like the idea of living my. I want to go to your house. Yeah. That's why I don't complain. When we went to you book club complain. at Diana's house, well, it was dreamy. I was like, "This is your house. It's so clean." I think I distinctly recall asking if I could sleep over. <laughs> we do have a beautiful house. Well, okay. So, <laughs> does anybody else? Do you guys have anything else you want to toss in there? No. No, I don't think so? I don't hate the movie. I appreciate the sentiment. I just really think it's important for moms to be supported. Yes. And postpartum mood disorders are very common, Mm -hmm. undiagnosed, untreated, and... They should be more accepted. And, and I, I think that's what the like movie, movie is trying, trying to say. To do that yeah, and could have done a better job with like a Hollywood and that twist was a thing. And I, it's like, eh. I mean, I got it. I know. Yeah, I got it too. But I realized that it wasn't really like everyone wasn't going to get it. Right. Yeah. And that's fine. Movies are allowed to not be for everybody. But it. But it. So to me, from my passion for what I do, it was like a missed opportunity to really help people. Totally. Yeah. I think that the movie, and that was my disappointment. It was wasn't so, that I, I hated was so the movie close or anything. To being really, really good. Yeah, it's just like that. And, and they, I thought it was going to do it, and then it didn't. And I, but and I think we all agree. Like an extra 10, 15 minutes spent on like the fallout of that twist. And now what happened in the reality of it? I think would have benefited the movie. Yes. very much. It just it was close, but no cigar. Can I just say though that having an actress like Charlize Theron, who is so beautiful, who was like, "Hey, this is okay." Become like that woman, mm-hmm. and she and known experience for doing this. that kind of makes it like, hey, it's okay, yeah, you know, which is very way. powerful. Yes, yeah. So there were powerful components of it, and it was better than nothing, inarguably. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. it's not a bad movie. 
Could've, yes, it is. I don't think it's a could have gone movie. further. I Allison think thinks terrible. it's a bad movie. Helen loved it. I'm in the middle. Mike? I recommend it. Yeah. It was See, like four point five. Don't don't have an don't have an opinion on a movie unless you've seen it. And if you don't want to see a movie, that means like you're not really interested in what the movie is talking about. And that's it. You know, like this is a movie that's talking about something that I think is not talked about in a lot of movies. Yeah. It, I, I think it's that's not a- something that's really broached or talked about. And it's again, right, which it's is better than nothing. It's an hour and a half. Plug it in. Why not? That's shorter than most yeah, episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah, but then I get concerned. <laughs> but then I get concerned about like, hey, watch this movie, identify with it, and then think it's okay not to get treatment. Well, I don't think that they ever say that it's okay right. to not get treatment in That's this. That's a good point. But At you the end are. Of it, it could be. Yeah, like, it's like eh, just you keep are on going. Correct in that that it's like yeah. Which th- that is not. I have true. a statistic. We could probably show throw that at the end of this. You have it's a statistic. Just, I have a statistic. Okay. Some, some places where you can tr- uh, get treatment if you need it. What do you have? Mm. What is it? Uh oh. Approximately one in seven women experience postpartum mood disorders. Yet only about fifteen percent receive treatment. And that's my qualm. That's. A great point. We should show that seeking treatment is fine. Yes. Because it is. And that's... And that's the only way to get through. Well, it's not the only way. I won't say that. But it is an effective way. Because at the end of the movie, she almost died. And then everything was fine. And that's not how real life is. You Mm -hmm. have to work at getting better. Yeah. Yeah, You have to do something. That's something we were talking about. It's like what the movie is trying to say is important but it's it's a nuanced thing that it's trying to talk about and it doesn't really talk about it in a nuanced way. So I'm way. grateful for a Great. first step yeah. in the right direction. Nuance. Yeah. Thank you to the director. Thank you to the Diablo. writer. To the writer, yeah. Diablo mm-hmm. Cody. And the writer thank Jason. You. Like, thank you Jason to everybody. Writer, I, think he, I think he presented, presents it in a good enough way. For starting the dialogue. However, about. let's keep it going and get it a little more realistic. Fuck yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me tonight for all of this. This was phenomenal. <laughs> and uh, for all of you out there, thank you so much for listening. Um, remember, you can uh, rate, review, and subscribe us at any time uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud and all that stuff. Uh, visit storyscreenbeacon.com, which is our website where we have a bunch of reviews and articles and stuff like that. Uh, Elise, you actually have a... Um, uh, like a video or something uh, 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 dealing with posts? Uh, I have a website and I have a blog post that I can share with you about yeah. some educational and just resource information about postpartum. Perfect. And we will link that below on our website on this post right there. And uh, be sure to check that out and uh, be sure to love these girls in the comments. <laughs> you want to after listening to our after listening to our ranting if you want to love us please love us like what are some other really good mom movies we could like if that that becomes your og thing you're the mom crew the mom movies i don't even know if there are any mom movies and that's where i think sure there are we watched that movie at your house and i fell asleep oh bad moms (laughs) that was bad moms we tried i fell asleep like five minutes not bad yeah, that's like the whole yeah. time. <laughs> that's why I like nothing this movie. can really capture. That's why this I like this movie because so they tried. What about yeah. uh, Junior? 
don't even know what that is. That's the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie oh, when Danny DeVito where puts he's, the baby in He's him. pregnant. Oh, I thought that was yeah. twins. Not no. accurate. So, no. not, not here's the problem. Movie. Not very realistic. Here's the problem. Moms don't have time to watch movies. Uh-huh. Movies don't understand moms. Jeez, that's deep. Oh, we can cut the entire episode and just put that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening uh, check us out on Instagram at story underscore screen underscore beacon on Twitter at story underscore screen you can find us on Facebook we're one of the few ones on Facebook that's at story screen beacon uh, big shout out to Colin Chain super sexy motherfucker goes by the name Von Hall on SoundCloud does all the music for us one person at this table you. thinks he's sexy one of the other oh, two <laughs> one four you Oh, he's, he's a good looking. Love you, Colin. And um, yeah, thank you all again for uh, doing all this. This was great. I think this was a lot of fun. We got to do this again. I this hope we fun. didn't ruin your podcast. We'll find another one. <laughs> Trust me. If anybody's going to ruin this podcast, it's going to be me. I'm going to be the one to do it. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Have any of you guys ever listened to an Overdrinkers? It's okay if you haven't. No, I don't even no, know. No, I don't know. That. That. You just reminded me. I should turn my phone off. Overdrinkers? Overdrinkers. So it's like we talk about a movie over drinks. Oh, that's, that's cute. Are, like, I thought you just brought the wine because you know we drink so much wine. I thought it was because we were moms. I know. <laughs> <laughs>